Konnichiwa, my friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. Big Samurai Appliance Repair Man with you, along with... Mrs. Samurai. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thanks for downloading this episode and riding yeah. along with us on this another wild romp into appliance repair esoterica. Ah, that's a good one. Thank you. Thank yes. you. So we've got a, uh, another special episode, which seemed to be popular, and this is all listener emails. Yes, backed by popular demand. By, yeah, that's right. That's right. Overwhelming petition demand, and uh, we'll yeah. jump right into that right after we hear from our sponsor. Fixitnow.com. Samurai Appliance Repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance Repairman. Help thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. Welcome back, my friends. All right. Well, Mrs. Samurai, who have we heard from today? Okay. This is the exciting part. When all of you out there waits to hear if you hear your own name. Well, we're going to combine. I'm going to read two emails in a row because Mm -hmm. they're both about front-loading washers. Front-loading washers. And the answers will have some stuff in common. So the first one is from somebody who doesn't seem to know what his name is. First, he calls himself Boutros Boutros. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he signs it Rocket Guy. So ah, with two you know, R's. He might be a little confused about yeah. a lot of things. He's maybe gender confused too. Well, we won't hold that against him. Yeah. He writes, Sadly, we own a GE front loader, which sometimes gives up the ghost when it comes to the spin cycle. Can't move it right now to check if it's a direct or a belt, but this is driving me crazy as it, it is happening more frequently. I can probably perform a diagnostic on it without electrocuting myself if I knew what to do, but sadly, I lack the intelligence to figure that out. Is there something a willing grasshopper like me can try? Well, can go ahead and yeah. Read. I was Let's just going to say though, one. it has little to do with intelligence. A lot to do with a little with just the trip. Knowing tricks the tricks. And tips that you give them at the website. It's all about the tricks. I mean, it has little to do with intelligence, but if you can write a letter and... Or follow, if you can follow simple instructions, yeah. you can fix... Most people, if they can follow simple instructions, they can fix their appliance. Right. If you can read it at the website, understand what it says, that's it. Seven, that. 7,000 people a day. Can't be wrong. All right. Now we have Tomo. Oh, Tomo. Yes. Who writes, we have a one-year-old... Yes, that's right. One-year-old Kenmore Elite HE3 front-loading washer. On all cycles, it will proceed to one minute left, but will not go into the spin cycle. Just keeps running. Help, please. All right. Now, both of these are very similar. Um, They're both both front-loaders, and both are having a problem with spinning. And the thing I want to point out here is that even though they're different brands... One's the, the first one, Boutros Boutros. His was a GE front loader. Um, first comment on that. Uh, this is actually a Frigidaire front loader. GE doesn't make a front loader. Frigidaire makes it for them, and they slap, and then GE slaps a GE label on it. Hmm. Um, yep, so this is a Frigidaire front loader, uh, just, okay. just like ours. Um, and he also made a, a reference to, he's not, he's not sure whether it's a direct drive or belt drive. Front loaders are all belt drive. You've got the motor down there, and it's coupled to the drum uh, pulley with a belt. Okay. So, and uh, and it's not spinning out, and as well as the Kenmore Elite HE3. This is made by Whirlpool. 
Ken Moore, in case um, you haven't been listening to the podcast for a while, we've talked about this before, but um, in case you didn't know this, in case it's a news, news flash to you, Ken Moore doesn't make anything. All they make is money. There's no Ken Moore factory in Malaysia or anywhere else. In this case, Whirlpool makes uh, the Ken, and actually somebody else makes the duet for Whirlpool. But so Whirlpool, is this comparable, or it is the duet essentially, but it's the Kenmore version? Yes, that's correct. It's the Whirlpool duet, and it's actually a German-built washer. I don't know what company in Germany makes it for. Uh, this is complicated. It is. Uh, it's a big family tree, and they're all yeah. in bed together. Yeah. Um, so there's not all of this uh, brand separation that everyone thinks. They're, but these are actually two different Yes, both machines. of these, the GE slash Frigidaire. And the Kenmore slash Whirlpool in slash the second email. mysterious German company. Right. These are these are these are both um, completely different front loading machines, both of which are suffering from the no spin condition. Okay. Well, here's the thing: no spin front loading washer. Always check and see if it's pumping out. If it's not pumping out the water, it will never spin. The other thing to check is the door lock. If the door doesn't lock, it will never spin because the, the motor spin enable always goes to the door lock circuitry. Um, so those are two things. If both, if you get, and the common problem you get in the um, GE slash Frigidaire front loaders is where they don't spin, it does pump out, the door lock does light, and this is a problem usually with the speed control board, less commonly with the motor. And you can tell if the motor's bad uh, on these, on the GE slash Frigidaire front loaders. You go around to the back, or you can even reach in from the front toe plate. Reach back at the motor connector and just wipe your fingers along the wires and pull your hands out. If they're covered with black dust, that's the brushes in the motor that blew out. And, as fate would have it, those motors are not separately, the brushes are not separately replaceable. You have to replace the whole motor. Oh. Yeah, to the tune of $300. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's a um, less common one. The more common one is a speed control board that runs a little less than 200 bucks on the GE Frigidaire front loader. Um, but again, that's only if um, you're sure that it's pumping out, you're sure the door lock light is lit. Um, same thing with the uh, Kenmore slash Whirlpool front loader. If it's not spinning, on most of these, this washer is too new for it to be a motor burnout. Very unlikely that that's what it is. And this machine has not had a lot of problems with its motor control board. Um, has had a lot, some problems with its central control unit, which is its more of its con, uh, user interface board. There's been a few problems with that. Would not affect this if it's not spinning. Again, there's probably something stuck in the pump. If it's not pumping out, there's something either stuck in the pump, which can be easily checked. Just pull, open up the front panel and uh, pull the suction boot off the pump. Suction boot's the big one, usually accordion-shaped. And uh, pull that off, reach in there, pull out the coins, the bobby pins, the barrets, <laughs> berets, or I guess they call it. And, uh, you, found, you find all kinds of stuff on it. Oh, yeah. You start poking around in yeah, these things. You can come out with a pocket full of change. Um, and the other thing, if, the, uh, if the, it's clear, if the pump is clear, make sure it's getting 120 volts. If it is and the pump's not turning, it's a bad pump, slam dunk. So that's right. um, and that's what's with the front loaders there. I thought it was uh, would be illustrative to uh, bring up two simultaneously and talk about them sort of side by side. Right, because there's a, a lot of similarities, a lot of the same things to look for. Exactly, and so mm -hmm. just sort of going through the general principles of how to troubleshoot these. So, yeah, right. I hope that didn't come through too muddled, and that was uh, no. Well, something. and obviously for um, 
you know, we can't go into detailed repair information yeah. here on our podcast, but um, give you some, you know, ideas of how to get started. And for all the details you need, you just go to fixitnow.com. Yeah. Um, use the forum. The forum is the best place. Go yeah. to fixitnow.com and then just scroll down a little bit in the big orange friendly box. You'll see one of the um, featured links there. And yeah. in fact, it's the top one. It says get expert help in the repair forum. I think it's the second one. Is it the second one? Yeah, I think so. No, it's the first one. Ah, well, we'll I'll check that you. out after. Yeah. Anyway, the nice thing about the forum is, though, that you're not just relying on me because, uh, you know, I don't I don't know everything. I pretend I do, but I but I what actually I, don't you, know everything. You don't? There, yeah. I, sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll forget. You know, In I my used world, to know it. It's crashing around well, me. Well, I, I used to know it, but then I forgot about it or got displaced by new information. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I see. But the the other the nice thing about the forum is there are lots of uh, other technicians who go there who are just excellent. I mean, yes, and if like, any of you are listening, by the way, thank you very much. Well, for all your help, but also people like Peggy, uh, trying to help Jedi appliance guy, K Dog, Bigger Hammer, uh, Nick Fixit. Th- these people are excellent. These are these are excellent full time technicians um, with. A lot of perspective, and, and techs are, based on what type of appliances are prevalent in their service area, they're going to be stronger on some brands than others. So, mm-hmm. for example, we got some of the techs there who are really good on Maytag, and it's, they just got it down cold, and they can get you get you talk about all kinds of the, the guts going on in Maytag. Others, same way with GE. So, um, others are more general techs, or uh, but it, it's that's that's what makes the forum such a powerful utility, is because you've got. A lot of different perspectives. Frequently in a thread, there will be several texts contributing information to it, and all of which uh, comes together to form a really good diagnostic picture of what's going on with the appliance. That's right. Say, so, do you ever find socks when you're, and you mentioned all the, the coins and bobby pins and things and pumps, but where did the socks get that disappear? I, you know, um, I have found garments, but they tend to be either very small socks or pantyhose, mm-hmm. real, yeah, real thin stuff. Yeah, because it, it seems to be a universal phenomenon that yeah. you know, you know, you put a bunch of socks in and they don't all come back out. <laughs> and sometimes the dryer eats them. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering if you. The dryer is actually a more likely culprit, especially mm-hmm. on a dryer where the felt seal around the rear of the dryer is starting mm-hmm. to wear and there's a little bit of slop um, in the dryer and the rear bulkhead of the dryer so as the dr- uh, between the drum and the rear bulkhead and so as the drum rotates it's it actually gets a little gap a lot of times uh, you'll see this catch yeah uh-huh. and a lot of times you'll see this as chunks bitten out of the clothes or right. sometimes whole garments if they're small enough will actually just slip right through the crack and so it's not like an alternate universe thing they're just actually it, you know, it could be though. Um, there, there is a rumor that aliens have uh, one of they, they have a fetish. The sock fetish yeah. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary when my mind leaps to the same place yours does. Yep. All right. Well, maybe we'll move on to. Let's our, move on to another email. Another email from Allison. All right. We bought a Frigidaire Crown Series gas stove when we bought our house in two thousand one. So by my calculation, that's five years ago. Last summer, it stopped working. We had to replace the safety valve to the tune of about $200. Silly me. That would be parts and labor. The the safety valves themselves don't cost that much. That that would be the whole ticket to have have had that done. Okay. 
Um, she says, silly me, I expect expensive appliances to last longer than that. Well, the same thing has happened again. I have several questions. Is this a defect with this particular stove? Could the cleaning lady have done something to the oven to cause this to happen? I'm leaning towards replacing the stove. You know, fool me once, dot, dot, dot. If I do, what brand do you recommend? I'm hesitant to replace it because I don't want a repeat of this. Any help would be appreciated. Thanks. So I guess she says, I'm hesitant to replace the valve. The valve, yeah. Because right. she doesn't want to repeat. Okay. Right. What do you have to say about that? Well, and that's, that's, she's hesitant to replace the valve and instead contemplating replacing the whole oven. Because, With a new brand or a different brand, I would yeah, expect. And, and here's, here, it, let me just jump right on that point there because uh, this, is, this is a common misperception that people have. They'll look at an appliance and they'll treat the appliance as a box They're, and they get sort of, uh, they stop at the label, at the, you know, the little brand label that they put up mm -hmm. there and they see the appliance as a whole box. What you really got with an appliance is you got parts that are made in factories all over the world and then uh, assembled or confected at a, at a plant. So it's all assembled and made into the appliance that is in your home that you use. Um, in the case of your valve, the valve in, in, her, um, in her range here, this is either going to be a Eaton, it's either going to be manufactured by a company named Eaton, E-A-T-O-N, or Robert Shaw. Those are the two biggest manufacturers of uh, like safety, gas safety valves and associated type of equipment, um, water inlet valves, things like that, even electronic control boards. Um, so what's going to... So in other words, if you buy a particular brand of appliance, you're saying that every single bit of that appliance is not necessarily unique to that brand. That's correct. So in the case of the valve, so she could, she could go buy, uh, she's got a Frigidaire here. Say she goes and buys a Whirlpool um, gas oven just to replace the Frigidaire out of disgust. That valve could be, the ex could be made by the same exact company who makes the valve in her current range. Mm-hmm. So you can't just look at the at the appliance as a box. You have to look at the appliance as a composition of parts. And that's really the way to proceed with this. And so what I would do here first, um, I don't, I'm not aware of any service bulletins. She asked if this was a common problem with this um, range. I'm, uh, with, uh, I'm not and aware of any service bulletins. It would be this particular bulletins. valve, not just right. the actual stove. And on this one, um, she didn't give a model number, but um, that's certainly something if she were to post this in the, in the uh, kitchen forum, and include her model number, we can look up service bulletins based on model number. But mm -hmm. um, and we don't have a, obviously a way of doing that here. But um, she asked if if the if cleaning it in a particular way could have precipitated. The... No, uh, nothing. The uh, cleaning lady could have done would have made this happen. Um, if she's using the it, it, even it's even questionable in my mind as to whether using the self clean function would would affect the valve because all the valve is doing is supplying gas. It's not really mm -hmm. affected by heat, which the oven cavity itself would experience from the prolonged high temperatures mm -hmm. that uh, the oven would experience in self-cleaning. Could the gas supply have any effect yes, on Yes, and that's, <clears throat> that's the other thing to check here because, and, and, and good that you raise that because moisture in uh, gas supplies, particularly in northern climates, especially this time of year, can be a problem. You get condensation in uh, uh, gas. Did she say whether this was natural gas or LP? No, and don't we don't know what here. part of the country she's from. Right, and we don't know that either. But um, anyway, moisture in gas supplies can be a problem. In fact, a lot of times on some, in some installations, you will actually see a dryer. Uh, it's like a desiccant canister 
used mm -hmm. before the uh, appliance in order to uh, protect the valve in the appliance from damage caused from moisture, water vapor in the gas. It gets transported along with the gas, condenses in the valve, and it, and it uh, rusts the diaphragm in the gas valve, hmm. rendering it inoperative. So that's uh, that is the possibility. On the other hand, apparently this valve was fine for um, about four years, and then the the one that right. was put in only lasted about another about a year. That could but, be a fluke. Could be something changed in the gas. Right. I mean, and it, this is the kind of thing too that gas companies are loath to tell you about if well, there is some quality issue. Well, you'd have to call an independent servicer, like right. an appliance repair guy in her area. E maybe. Even then, f for for an appliance repair guy to have the equipment to actually measure the moisture in the gas. But you I, might I don't have seen have failure of these types of things all of a sudden happening more than usual. I don't know. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to keep track of those trends. You don't. Yeah, that's obvious. yeah, that's true. And that that would be I, I would think that'd be kind of difficult to keep track of. I'm more inclined to think in this case um, moisture in, in gas, although it is a problem out there. Um, just based on my experience, I'm more suspecting this is just a fluke. Um, <clears throat> happened to be replaced with a valve that. Um, that just happened to go out again, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, in a short time later, um, it maybe it got banged around on the truck when it got replaced. And how how long ago was it put in? A year. Yep. Where did she I say? Think. A year. Then it last summer it stopped working. Yeah, so last here summer. it is. It's, it's less, than, less a year. than a year. Well, and here's the other thing too. Uh, is that, I want to raise this point. It's been less than a year since the second valve was put yeah. in. Well, if this servicer who put it in is worth his salt, any reputable servicer will warranty their work for one year parts and labor. You know why? Because the part itself is guaranteed for a year from the manufacturer. If the guy used a um, genuine OEM part, a genuine um, Frigidaire bagged valve, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about it being made by Eaton or Robert Shaw, and you'll even see it stamped on the valve when you get it, but it'll be in a Frigidaire bag. Um, Which makes all the difference. <laughs> well, what it does, though, is that it means that that valve was manufactured to Frigidaire's specifications. Right, so and you know, it. Well, the, uh, right, they'll warranty for a year, but you'll know that that is the right valve for that range because the valves are sized based on the amount of gas they need to supply to the burners and the BTU rating of the burners and that kind of thing. So, right. so you need to make sure it's the right valve um, when, it, when it's replaced. And so I would say, so. For, first of all, I would, I would, Allison, you need to... Call the uh, servicer who did this repair last summer, and it, you should have a one-year part and labor warranty on mm -hmm. this. Uh, any reputable servicer, and I operate my business that way, will guarantee their work for one-year right. parts and labor. Now, didn't we just do a thing, though, that Maytag, I think, has, has lowered their warranty on parts? Yeah, Maytag's, they have. And that may change, though, because um, big news, and we'll talk about in our next podcast, um, the... Uh, May, May, the Maytag company has been bought out by Whirlpool. That's been approved right. by Department of Justice. You know, as if it was their place to approve it oh, in the first place. That just I kills know. me. You know, who like who's going to know? That's what. Do bureaucrats have any special vision as to what's too big? Determining what's what's too big for a company. That's that, no, but they no, but they do. They they like to think they do. They they take they that prerogative and and people just let them take it, but. Anyway, this um, yeah. this valve here, I would uh, get the servicer, and I think the valve going out is a fluke or shoddy workmanship. I would replace the valve. I wouldn't go and uh, buy a whole new stove because you happen to have 
a a one part in one part in the val in the st uh, stove is uh, giving you trouble. I that's to me a very poor reason for going and buying a new um, a whole new appliance. Now, if you're changing decor, and you may think this is frivolous, but actually that's a good reason for changing right. appliances. If you're changing decor, you need, you want your appliances to match. Or if you're not crazy about the functioning and right. there's features you'd like to have, but yeah, that's not a good. Thing. But, but, but because expensive of this, appliances does right. not mean they won't break down as okay. often, and oftentimes the repairs are more expensive. That's right, because um, the parts are more expensive right. or they're more difficult to work on. But here's the thing: she could replace this with a whole other range of of a different brand. And because of what we talked about with the limited number of manufacturers of certain components, like gas valves, she could end up with the same problem if right. the problem is related to the gas supply quality itself. Right. So, I mean, this is – I would uh, I would further – I would investigate the actual cause of this, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't go buy a whole new range right. just, just because of a bad valve. All right. There you go, Allison. There you go, and thanks for writing in. And if you have any comments or questions you'd like to – uh, for us to talk about here on the show, email us at podcast at fixitnow.com. Right. And to read the summary of the show uh, and uh, any pertinent links that uh, will have been linked as a result of the discussion here on these emails, go to our podcast website, which is podcast.fixitnow.com. And wanted to thank you again for downloading and listening to yeah. FAR. FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. And Be sure to come back soon and see what exciting the yeah. show we have for you next time. And tell your mom and them about us, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, until next time, this is Samurai Appliance Repair Man. And Mrs. Samurai. Bidding you sayonara. sayonara.